Welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. This is episode 261. I'm your host, Chris Britton. Let's go. Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of your latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com, where you can still use code DIAL5 at checkout for 5% off of your order. Joining me in the studio again this week, welcoming him back, my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Let's just jump right into it, man. Right into so, it, man. So much stuff has happened this week. I'm glad you're back. Uh, yeah. You were awesome. Flexible guy. He sucked. Did a terrible job. He should never be on. No, he was great. He, uh, <laughs> that was a really funny show you guys did. You thought I really it was funny? It. I thought it was funny. thought it was funny. It made me mad a few times. You guys. Uh, Why? Oh, it had to do with that. that. Yeah, uh, I got Shooting Red Skull, didn't it? Was it was that Red Skull. Yeah, I was mm. like, I instantly, I wasn't like super biff, but I was... You know that gif of Thanos with, like, the dude from SNL's face where he's just kind of like, hmm. Like, that's, like, the face made. I was like, hmm. You didn't have to mention that. Let's gotcha. All right, well, normally we like to start us <laughs> off with what made us happy. I think we both – you were off on adventures. You adventures. got stories. I've yeah. got a story, which I just thought was, like, the weirdest interaction that I've had in a while. I thought you guys might enjoy it. Um, so do you want to start us off? Let's do it. So the reason I was gone last week is I went to Denver – uh, Pop Culture Con. That is in the state of Colorado. It was great. It was, uh, it was beautiful. It was very sunny. It was shiny. It was awesome, which is no better than to spend all your time indoors with nerds that don't know how to shower. And I love it. Uh, there were a lot of cool famous people. I didn't see any of them. Didn't really have time. Friday, I did my Captain America Endgame. I bought a new Captain America suit for that. I built a broken shield and Thor's hammer for that. Those props turned out really well. And I got about a million pictures. This this convention was a huge ego boost for me. Um, I would say it's, it's like somewhere like 40, 50 people stopped me asking for pictures and stuff. It was awesome. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, I really I really loved it. There were so many people that were like, oh, wow, you did a really good job. I'm like, yeah, thank you. You know, it was, it was cool. I, I have fun doing this stuff, and it's just great. And there's there's too much saying about America's hindquarters. Let's just cut that out right now. I do not <laughs> care for that. It, it, it was like every every single time, right after a picture, it was like, hey, that's America's. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know what it is. Please stop. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so how long uh, how long until you become a professional cosplayer is what I want to know. How long? Oh, dude. Someone's got to start paying me for it first. Right? <laughs> you know how hard it is to juggle, like, buying hero clicks, you know, travel costs for hero clicks, conventions, cosplay materials, costumes. I also buy action figures. I'm in a terrible line of hobbies and things that cost way too much money. There is no getting your money back from those hobbies either. No. Those are, those are every single one of those you just mentioned was a money sink. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, like, just this trip alone. Uh, what made me happy, though, uh, I bought Green Lantern number 58, the first appearance of Guy Gardner. Ooh. And then I, then I got it slabbed. I just figured, you know, nothing of it, nothing at conventions ever makes me want to buy anything. They're always a little overpriced. They're always a little too much. But, ah, dude, seeing that Guy Gardner um, first appearance, it's, cool. it's a good cover, too. It's a great cover. So I bought it. I got it slabbed. I had to. I love Guy Gardner. He's my dude. He's my guy. Um, what else was it? Uh, a few other costumes I did. I was the engineer for TF2. No one knew who that was, but that's okay. It's an old game. I just I do that for myself. I really like it. It's a comfortable costume. It's awesome. 
Um, I was Joseph Joestar, uh, anime part three, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. That was great. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. Couple of people knew who I was. It's fun. It's always fun doing those guys. You get do some really cool poses. Uh, do what else? There was one stand selling hero clicks. I'm not going to blow up their spot. I'm not going to tell you who they are. But they were selling commons and uncommons for $3 a piece. Now, to the unsuspecting person, they're like, oh, cool, a little miniature of, like, you know, Batman or whatever. I'll pay 3 bucks for it. But that is so high for, like, a normal person. You're like, you know it's not worth 3 bucks. That's worth, like, 50 cents or whatever. I feel like convention price for hero clicks should be a dollar, and then it should be, like, $5 gets you 6 or something like that. You know, like, it – it was making me a little mad. I ran into another guys. They did the podcast. It was like a nerd. I got their business card. I would love to have them on sometime. They're like, oh, to Captain America. You should listen. I'm like, hey, flip this. No, you. You should listen to this podcast. That was great. <laughs> had a good had a good discussion there. Um, so that was really cool. I was like, yeah, we do tabletop stuff. I'm like, no, we don't. We just do the hero clicks, but it's okay. So it's, it's, so, was, suspe- it's so specific. It's you, so you, specific. You have to be a very specific type of person to want to listen to us. And Chris exactly. is deprecating and sarcastic humor and Calder's just busy being sexy all the time. Oh, dude, it's, it's hard being sexy. There was I overheard some comments. I was getting pretty objectified in that Captain America suit. They're like, <laughs> that's, that's the hot Captain America. I'm like, thank you. But ladies, please contain yourselves. Wait, Please, for, for my sake. But it was a bunch of, <laughs> no, <laughs> guys. no, he wasn't. See, he won't believe me. Chris won't believe me. I'll, 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 I'm gonna spend like two and a half hours in a car ride with him this week, trying to convince him that it was totally chicks. Mm-hmm. They're, they're after me. <laughs> they're after. They're always after me. Uh, besides that, um, their pop culture con was great. I want to apologize to Mike Miller. Um, and to, I didn't know uh, he lived in Denver and I did a really bad job on the podcast of telling people that I was going to be there. And he was like, dude, I wish you, you would have told me you were going to be there. I would have tried to make it or whatever. I'm like, I felt really bad. So don't know if I'm going to go next year. It was quite a bit of cash to be right next to the convention center and everything. But I would love to just to meet up with people. So that was great. Besides that, uh, when I got home waiting for me was a brick or sorry, a case that I just unboxed yesterday, and I got an Ultra Chase Thanos and a Chase Black Panther that also made me happy this way, week. Way to just jump right to the end of that. I thought you were going to, like, boost it up. I knew what oh, was going to Oh, no, no, no. That's that's I, I that's thought you were going to be that's like, wait, what? That's love. Trust me, that's love. My life is just so awesome. You know? <laughs> You're so full that, of crap. That humble brag. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. Like, that was pretty cool. I'm going to trade that for, like, every other Chase I need, so that's great. Uh, crossing that off the list here. Uh, also yesterday I had a boys day, me and a boy, uh, you know, you know, me and, me and the boys. I love that meme. It's a great meme. That is a good uh, meme. That's a great so, meme right now. It's so good. I got something for, uh, for this episode. I'll, I'll show it to you in a bit here. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. Let, let's put a pin in that little idea right there of meme culture. I want to come back to that later after you get done telling your story. Uh, so we went, uh, to sit here, we saw Dark Phoenix in 3D. By the way, guys, Dark Phoenix, not a bad movie. Honestly, pretty good. And I saw it in 3D, which is the worst way to see most movies. It's just so bad. <laughs> so, like, if I can enjoy Dark Phoenix in 3D, you should seriously go see Dark Phoenix. I honestly recommend everybody. They did really well with the mutant powers. They saw a lot of cool stuff. There was only one part I really didn't like that made where I was like, why are you here? Just don't be here, you know? And I liked it. I honestly, I liked it a lot. It was way better than Apocalypse. It's obviously never going to be better than Logan. But still, it was very solid. It ended the X-Men movies off on like an okay-ish note that I was cool with. So definitely go see Dark Phoenix. Um, I played Capcom versus SNK for the first time. Wow. Terry's my man. I don't know why I had that on the list, but like, dude, it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so great. 
Um, then this last one is for the Ruby fans out there. I saw a box of pumpkin peats at FYE. What if, are pumpkin peats? So pumpkin peats are a, are a fake, they're a fictional cereal from the world of Ruby. And it's my favorite. I've cosplayed them before when I was just starting out. So it's like all the armor and sword and shield for Jean is like garbage right now. But he loves pumpkin peats so much. He has a shooty, a short sleeve hoodie with their mascot. <laughs> Pumpkin Pete on That's it. not a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. No, it's a thing, Chris. So I own this short sleeve hoodie, and I made it because I'm a cosplayer. I'm not going to buy their whatever hoodie and cut the sleeves off. I bought a short sleeve hoodie. I lined the inside of the hood orange, and then I got my sister and my mother, because they're women and they're just better at that thing. It's not sexist. It's true. Uh, to make me the template and so on, the pumpkin peat on my hoodie, my beautiful short sleeve hoodie. So I, when I saw the box of pumpkin peats, I was like, I got to do it. Now, last time I bought cereal at a place that wasn't a store, it was the Mega Man Funkos, and that was just garbage. It was the worst cereal I ever had in my entire life. Pumpkin Pete's cereal was so good, and it was bad because it was good, because if you know, you know, there's a certain person on the box of Pumpkin Pete's cereal, and they're not with us anymore in the fictional world, that is. <laughs> and so I was, like, really sad eating that because I'm like, oh, no. But it was also just, like, straight-up Lucky Charms. So it was just good. Like, so that that was – that's what made me the happiest because it made me sad. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you just need that little that little give and take. Okay, so, okay, okay. So there's, like – there's so many things going on in this story right now that I don't even, like – I don't know how to react to. I'm sitting here with this, like, stupid grin on my face going, what is happening in this story? One, shoody is not a word. Right? Shoody is that a word. Is it's shortly putty. It's just shortly putty. It's a word. <laughs> two, two. You you're, out, like, you're like, uh, the last time I bought cereal at a place that wasn't a store. What? What does that even mean? Where did you buy cereal before? Like, you're, like, you wandering through, like, a garbage? Like, you were... Yeah. No, come on. They sell it at GameStop. They sell this, like, novelty cereal at GameStop. That's <laughs> still a store. Yeah, yeah. You meant well, a grocery store. But it's not, like, store. it's not a grocery store. Okay, okay. I mean, it's like, GameStop. Wandering now. outside next to, like, a dump and some random dude named I Randy's, did, like, I did hustle hey, uh, Is that America's butt? Also, would you like to buy some cereal? <laughs> G.G. Willikers, Mr. Asher would like to buy your Mega Man cereal. No. Um, but what was great at the convention, though, is I uh, I sold some dude our badges back at the last day. And he was just, like, flipping, buying, selling. And he was like, I'll give you five bucks for each badge. I'm like, these are three-day passes. And he's like, uh, I don't care. It's Sunday. I'm like, you're going to give me $20 for each pass or uh, it's no deal. And, uh, yeah, I got 40 bucks back on the, on the two passes, which is pretty great. I love I love that little, little interaction. It was awesome. Gotcha. Okay. Dude. Wow. Love that stuff. Holy Love that cow. stuff. Was Is like, there more? Bucks. Did you have anything else this week? I bought some guy's mixtape. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> He was like handing him out on the street and he's like, oh, I would love a donation. I'm like, yeah, sure, man. I don't, I'm not a rap music guy, but this is like somehow worse than anything I've ever heard in my entire life. It's so bad. Is it because it's rap or because it's bad rap? It's just bad rap. Okay. Um, like you can appreciate rap, but that was bad rap. Yeah. Like I've got okay. some stuff by X, you know, DMX and stuff like that on my phone, but like this was just bad. This was just bad. Okay. There's someone out there going, he's considering DMX a good rapper? Oh, man. See, like, okay. Again, someone called me out because I liked uh, like country music or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I like country music. I think that's pretty obvious. And it's like, your musical taste don't matter. I'm like, sure. I guess My they don't. Lord. I don't know if we've gone this off the rails in a really long time, Colin. Hey, what's HeroClass? This, uh, this happens when we don't go a week, when we go a week without talking. 
That's true. This is what happens. Why would you leave me for a week and not talk to me? (laughs) So sorry. Okay. All right. Are you good? Can we can we go on? Oh, then there's a smoking hot shit. No, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I got nothing else. Oh, I actually did win. Uh, I won nerd um like trivia. It was it was um actually it was in the form of that, and I got Mm. so so close, Chris. Those are my favorite emails we get on the podcast. Um, Oh yeah, actually, you're wrong. You guys are awesome. We love you, but come on, compliment sandwich, okay? Yeah, don't just give us the. They're like, so uh, you got that wrong. And it's My like, okay. delicate sensibilities cannot accept this. Obviously, I probably don't belong in the army, but whatever. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're going to be screaming. Wow. Uh, uh, Drill Sergeant, can you please make that into a compliment sandwich? I would appreciate it. Thanks. All right. What made me happy this week was one of the strangest interactions I've probably ever had. Backstory. Uh, my mother also lives in the Indianapolis area. She lives alone. I go over there once a week to have coffee with her so that she has someone to talk to. We catch up, and I also, during the summer months, mow her lawn. So I was outside with my headphones on. I was mowing her lawn, and then I get flagged down by this guy riding a bicycle by, and it also has a wagon on the back of the bike, okay? So that's, that's the, the setting. All right, I'm already okay. sweaty, got my earphones in, and he, he waves me over, and I'm like, okay, all right, what's going on? Is something wrong? So I turn off the mower, and I take my headphones out, and I was like, what's up, man? And he's like, I don't know what it is, but I, I rode my bicycle by, and I, I just got this feeling that I needed to turn around, and I needed to come talk to you. And I wanted to ask you, do you like comic books? What? This is how this conversation started out. And I was like, yeah, I like comic books. Now, also you should know, I am not dressed in any kind of apparel or anything. There was no indication that this man should ask me that I like comic books of, of all things that this man could ask yeah. me. So he asked me, do you like comic books? I was like, yeah, I like comic books. He's like, I have something to show you. So he lays the bike down. He goes back to his little wagon. He opens the the little flaps on the wagon, and he pulls out a stack of Batman comic books. And he's like, "Uh, are you interested in these? And I was like, maybe. Can I take a look? And he's like, sure, and he hands them to me. So I start flipping through them. Now I want you guys to know. And, you know, actually, a little aside, a little aside. We have a little birdie told us that uh, we here in the Dial H podcast uh, we don't give due credit to the DC universe like we probably should. Some people have has gone gone as far as to say that we hate the DC universe. This could not be further from accurate. So I don't want you guys to think that we prefer Marvel. I, I got something to say about that, but I won't right now. Okay, we we prefer Marvel, but there's many characters that we either straight up like or. At least we respect the character and appreciate the character. Batman is one of those characters for me. I like Batman, but I'm not a huge fan of Batman. I like other characters better. It's just like I like Squirrel Girl, but I'm also not going to go out of my way to like buy a bunch of Squirrel Girl stuff. Like oh. She's okay, oh, but man. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I, uh, I'm looking through this stack, and it is all almost all. It's like 99% Batman. There's like a couple issues of something else. 
But I noticed that the, all of this stuff is issues of three like in the three hundred no four hundreds yeah in the four hundreds, and there was one graphic novel in there, which was Death in the Family, Ooh, and nice. I was like, oh wow, this is one of the most iconic Batman storylines of all time. I think most people agree with that. So I was like, huh. I don't own this. I don't know anything about any of the other comic books in this stack, but I don't own this. This is all going on internally in my head. So I look at him, and I was like, how much you want for these, man? And he's like, I don't know because I don't know anything about comic books, so if you like comic books, will you give me a fair price? I said, sure. Now, I don't know. And then what... Chris gave him $3. And then I was like, no. Sorry. I was you like, see how it says know. $0.10 cents on the book? All right, keep going. I don't know how much Batman comic books are, okay? Especially from that time period and and whatever. But I was like, graphic novels um, generally run like 20 bucks, 15, 20 bucks, sometimes right. more if it's more than like four or six issues or something like that. So I was like, uh, does 25 sound okay for this stack? And he's like, yeah, that sounds fine. So we shook hands, and I went inside. And I got money, and I brought it out to him, and I gave him $25. And he rode away on his bicycle. <laughs> so, of course, as soon as I got done mowing the yard, I went back inside, and I started, like, looking these individual issues up. And I was like, I, I don't expect to find anything fantastic, and I'm just going to ru ruin my own story now. There was nothing fantastic in there, nothing that was like, oh, my God, this is, the, this is like, worth $1,000. No, it wasn't like that. But I did find out that the graphic novel that I mentioned, A Death in the Family, d did come out to about 20 bucks, And I was like, okay, so that's about the right price I would pay for this. And I was like, what? so for the extra $5, what did I get? And I found that in there was the first appearance of Tim Drake. Mm. Yes. So whoever had collected these, these comics, like who had bought them, clearly were buying them somewhere around the same time period because Death in the Family happens like right before Tim Drake is introduced and then they had purchased the first appearance of Tim Drake. So I was like, this is awesome. Now, is that an expensive comic book? Nope, not at all. It's like less than five bucks, I think. But I just thought it was really cool that this weird interaction of that I never thought that I would have while I'm in the middle of mowing the yard and some guy's just like, do you like comic books? <laughs> Sure, here's That's money. so weird. I know, Just, it was so strange. Like, you think you'd be like, hey man, I was told to come here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a loser, lol, and then like right away on his bike. Like, that's what happens in the real world. I don't know what this was I don't going on there, Chris. That's crazy. I mean, that's really cool, you know? Yeah, so that happened in my life. Um, you never know what kind of interaction you will have with someone is I guess the takeaway from the story is you will just <laughs> sometimes you're mowing the yard and you end up buying comic books. That's the end of the story. <laughs> nice. nice. Okay. Uh, what else made me happy? This one's real quick. Uh, while we are on the pro DC thing that we've got going on here where Calder gets first appearance of Guy Gardner and I, that was big for me. I was honest. I was really happy. <laughs> I got the first appearance of Tim Drake this week. I did also get the chance to sit down and watch Batman versus the TMNT movie oh, that okay. just came out. It's sweet. Dude, it's freaking awesome. Right? <laughs> I was, like, so enthralled by this. I don't want to ruin too much, but 
bad guys from both universes team up, and Batman and the tur- and the turtles have to team up to fight all the bad guys on that end, and it's super awesome. I was so excited. I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. So it, I, it's based off of the crossover that happened like earlier last year or something. Okay. I guess it did well enough that they decided to make an animated uh, version of it, and I didn't get to read it, so this was awesome. Also, it was a little bit weird that in this movie, there was no cross-dimensional travel or anything like that. They lived in the same universe. Hmm. Yeah, because the turtles are like the the turtles are making comments like, you know, we always heard about Gotham, but we didn't know it was like this. And Mikey's like, but they have gigantic blimps just randomly flying through the air. What is the purpose of these? No one knows. <laughs> so, it was actually really good. So I do recommend awesome. anyone out there that wants to go see that it is definitely worth it. It's such a popcorn flick. It's just dumb stuff happening on screen that you're like, yes, I didn't know that I needed this in my life until I'm sitting down watching it. Go watch it. All right. You want to move on in the podcast? We don't have much news, which is why I felt like, you know, we could kind of like joke around and stuff. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's been a while since we've just been able to do something like this because we've been getting hit back to back to back with news. They're relentless. Yeah, it's it's been crazy like that. So let's just go ahead and jump into the news section. Right, two figures that were spoiled this week that are actually hero clicks. One of them is for the most recent Black Panther set. One of them is from the X-Men Regenesis upcoming set. Um, which one you want to talk about, Calder? Oh, I'm talking about uh, my main man, Bucky Barnes here. You know, you know I got to talk about this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was so smooth. Um, all right, so this is going to be the release day L.E. Uh, OP kit figure for Black, uh, sorry, Avengers Black Panther and the Illuminati Pyroclix set coming out. Um, it's Winter Soldier. It's so much better than the main set Winter Soldier, like remarkably so. Uh, so for 70 points, what are we getting? He has both Hydra and Shield team abilities and keywords, along with Assassin, Soldier, Spy, and Thunderbolts. He has no special combat symbol, seven range, one bolt. And uh, he has one trait. He's improved targeting, hindering. His trait is Cybernetic Arm, Close Combat Expert. Super senses, but only on a six. So he's close combat expert his entire dial. You know what else he has his entire dial? Thanks to his special damage power? Ranged combat expert. And that also has range, make up to two range attacks. So if he makes a normal ranged combat accident, he can, he can run up there. Running shot, boom, energy explode that group, energy explode that group. He can make two separate ranged combat attacks. That is awesome. But also along with that, he has close combat expert the entire time and ranged combat expert the entire time. So if he gets based, if he doesn't, whatever, he's just he's just great. Uh, his dial isn't super duper crazy because once again, he has both ranged combat expert and close combat expert the entire time. So he starts with running shot energy explosion for his first two clicks. And then for his first three, he has a 17 toughness. On his next two clicks, he has sidestep with precision strike, which is great for either uh, combat expert, which is awesome. And then on his last three, he has willpower. On his last two, he has stealth, no special attack power. And his damage value goes three uh, for his first two clicks and then two damage for the rest of his dial. So he can always do four damage, which is pretty awesome. If you want to, you know, roll high numbers, you know, big money, no whammies. So I think he's just a really cool, solid um, Winter Soldier. Since we got kind of a... 
kind of a risky uh, Winter Soldier to play in the main set, you know. Um, I don't like totally giving up my figures, and as well, him being mind control, just, it's cool, it's very thematic with the way uh, we're kind of the MCU Winter Soldier is, and that's kind of how they base a lot of these characters off. I haven't read a comic book with Winter Soldier in it since, like, the Secret Empire arc, I think, is, like, the last time I've read a comic Winter Soldier. So it's a very MCU-looking Winter Soldier and a very MCU-playing Winter Soldier, and I'm okay with that. They're both really good, and this one is just better, more of a run-and-gun and uh, punch-in Winter Soldier, so I can really dig him. Can you call this Winter Soldier in with the ID? Yes, his real name is James Buchanan Barnes, and it's just Winter Soldier, so it totally works. Awesome. That is such a cool call-in. Pop him out and just yeah. see two different targets. Man, that's that's really yeah. cool. I like that a lot. Okay. Well, I, I want to get that specifically because of the ID card. Is, is really, cause oh, it, yeah, for sure. There's, there's other Winter Soldiers, but I just don't like them that much. They've never inspired me to get them just so i can use them for the id card but they oh, yeah. might actually do that for me so all right there's that let's move on to our the, this week's one and only release of regenesis though there aren't that many characters in the set so it's kind of a slow leak and i'm okay with that and that's going to be right. one of my favorite x-men ever and i love him as both a hero and a villain that is magneto uh it's kind of weird they decided to go with the real name for as Max Eisenhart. Uh, Magneto has multiple names. Max Eisenhart. Yeah. So okay. Most people are, are familiar with the Eric Lyncher name. Yeah. Uh, Max Eisenhart is also one of the names that he's used over the years. I'm, I, I don't know why they chose that name, but okay. Uh, but coming in at 120 points or 80 points. With the Brotherhood of Mutants team ability and the X-Men team ability. With the Brotherhood of Mutants, Utopia, and X-Men keywords. Uh, two traits. The first trait is called Cyclops is Right. It's the one that allows him to join uh, the Utopia theme team. Replace this character with their 8.1 character card. The other trait is called Controlling the Magnetic Fields. Opposing characters within two squares and line of fire consider Magneto adjacent for movement purposes. So he's locking them down. But notice it does not say that Magneto considers them adjacent for movement purposes. So he can lock them down, but he's not getting locked down if you don't want to be locked down. Awesome. Hmm. Uh, six range, one bolt, flight, and that is the only special combat symbol. He has a special defensive power. I'll get into that in a second. We do start off with some pretty sweet stats, not going to lie. Uh, 9 speed with running shot, 11 attack with telekinesis, 18 defense with that special defensive power, and 4 base damage with leadership. I like it. Now, I want, I want my Magneto to be a powerhouse Magneto in every iteration, and they can't always do that, and you get some, like, really underwhelming magnetos over the years like the days of future past magneto is like really want want and to this day the like what was it the 10th anniversary one with the shield the bubble shield oh yeah that covers him yeah it was a 75th anniversary i can't remember at this point but ended up was like a fantastic magneto right and there just haven't been that many great great magnetos over the years i'm not saying that this is a great magneto but uh the they're hit and miss. That's what I'm kind of saying. Okay, so what does the special defensive power do? It gives him uh, energy shield deflection, 
and willpower. Uh, barrier as free, but only to generate one blocking terrain marker. And then we got a slash slash that says, when moving, opposing characters adjacent to Magneto's barrier marker must roll for breakaway if they don't already need to. So that's kind of good. I do like the fact that it's a 20 defense from range. The one thing I don't really like is it's only a 6 range, so you got a it's what a 5 square running charge with 6, so 11 squares with that. But I think we've come to the conclusion that any character that can free action create at even one square of barrier is oh, a it's good. Big. It's yeah, big, yeah, that's a that's kind of awesome. So <clears throat> that's that's what that one does. Now, if you play, that's the base one. That's just the zero zero eight. If you play him on a Utopia keyword, you flip the card over, and he has uh, a different trait that says instead of the controlling the magnetic fields, the wording is different on that. It's the same name, but it says opposing characters within four squares and line of fire. Consider Magneto adjacent for movement purposes. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, do you have an idea? I, I have an idea, but I, I just wanted to run this by you. Real quick, what would happen if I decided to try and charge into this Magneto? Let me see. Jason Moonfus. So, he, so, you would stop. You're adjacent yeah. for movement purposes, so you would stop. You are not adjacent for attacking, so you cannot attack him. Exactly my that's, thought. That's pretty awesome. So that does shut down um, a lot of characters' charge and and just moving right around him and stuff like that. So that's that's really interesting. And uh, still, still 20 defense from range, and that's really good. Remember, the Brotherhood of Mutants team ability changed, so I think it's if you roll a 10, 11, or 12, maybe? Is that how it works? Yes, uh, so it's 10 or higher. Yeah, yeah, 10, 11, or 12, and you are not going to – you're going to get an action token and take it off or something like that. I I know it's After changed. actions resolve, you remove an action token from them. So if he'll still, like, push if it's if these two tokens, mm -hmm. but it'll take it off since it's after actions resolve. Well, luckily, he has willpower on that special defense. Which is nice. So, All right, he does have seven clicks of life total, and he does bounce back and forth between – this is really weird. He goes telekinesis to quake back to telekinesis to quake kind of like that and he does maintain that special defensive power for the first five clicks of the seven click long dial um i don't know i not the best magneto but it's still he's more of a powerhouse than some of the like the 50.1s that have coming out come out recently or more recently what do you think no he's good i like him i think he's gonna be great and sealed like 100 percent He's got carry. He's got leadership. Those are awesome things to have in shield. Um, shield. Sealed. Sorry. Um, you got to be on Wolverine's team. So far, I'm just seeing too much. Oh, sorry. This guy's a Cyclops, right? He's blue. Oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah. Ooh, yikes. This is, a, this is a really good one for Cyclops' team then. Yeah. No, he's great. 11 attack, running shot, moving attack. He can't be based. He has ESD. Like, unless you're packing some outwit, this guy's great. I like him a lot. I can't wait for the other. We've seen a lot of Wolverine's team, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Or at least more that was more recently. So I'm wondering what we're going to see on the upcoming uh, Cyclops side. Now, the real question, was Cyclops right, Calder? Hell no. <laughs> Cyclops <laughs> is never right in Who was right? Ever. Wolverine's right. Captain America's right. Whatever. Whoever is against Cyclops, they are oh. right. <laughs> Just by default, if you're against Cyclops. Oh, dude, Cyclops right. is the worst. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. I might offend a few people. I do not care. 
Anyways, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it. That's all we got for news this week. Good. Good. <laughs> You're just salty about Cyclops. Sorry. Yeah, you mentioned him, and I'm just mad now. Mm. Well, you know what? I challenge you. I will. The next time we play HeroClix and I have access to a Cyclops figure, I will intentionally use him against uh, we, you. Uh, we also did see the full list of uh, the Wolverine side and the Cyclops side for X-Men Regenesis. They also so nicely have these red circles around them for whatever reason, so that's great. Uh, yeah. So reading off really quick. Uh, we have Cyclops, Emma, Emma Frost, Storm, Colossus, Magneto, Namor, Hope Summers, Hope. Uh, sorry, another Hope. I don't know why that's a Hope again. Is there two Hopes? Nope. Psylocke, Magic, and uh, a maybe Quicksilver is like that last one. So that's really cool. I think that one's actually Danger instead of uh, instead of Magic. Anyways, and then on Wolverine's side, we have Wolverine, Kitty Pride, Beast, Rogue, Iceman, Warbird, Cannonball, Rachel and uh, Angel and Gambit, which is really cool. Good-looking Angel, by the way. I really like it. So That is a good I, one. Wait, when do they make bad-looking angels, though? Uh, you know, almost never. You're not wrong. They're all they're almost always pretty good, so I'm excited. By the way, the um, there were spoiled dials uh, in Realms. For Kitty Pride. she does pop off a Lockheed bystander, just so you guys know. Ooh! Yeah, yeah so it's good. Um, I don't have them right now. They were, like, okay, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's now all we have for news. I wanted to go back to something that I mentioned before we jumped into the news section. We were talking about meme culture. I said we oh, could have on that and come oh, back to that. Uh, did you have something to say about that as well? Uh, do you about meme culture? No, it's just it's great. It's like it's the best. Like, he, what you, here's, here's it gets tired after a while. Up. People like – so there's this great meme that happened. If you're like a really into Flork of Cows, just um, he makes the bad sock puppet badly drawn ones. Go to his Twitter and look at the Beep uh, story arc. It was great. Broke my heart. It's pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, so keep going, Chris. Meme culture. What I wanted to say about meme culture is really hero clicks specific oh, meme culture. Go. If you go to post some, like one of these memes or something about hero clicks onto like the hero clicks subreddit or something like that. I've realized that there are people that really don't actually understand meme culture. They just don't get it. Like, it's just maybe a different type of humor than what they're used to. You know how, like, they say that British humor is, like, really dry humor and, like, American humor can be, like, really sarcastic humor. And you may not – they don't mesh sometimes. You have to have a oh, specific I can type see that, yeah. of humor. I just – I think that some people don't get meme humor oh, and so meme culture. And then they just, like, jump on and they're like, this is stupid. I'm like – Okay, well, if you don't think it's funny, just move along. That's all there is to it. <laughs> so there, there's a certain Facebook page, and they'll, they'll post memes. I'm not going to say who it is. Heroclix memes. And, like, some of them are like, oh, straight bangers. That's great. And then some of them like, what is funny about the images that you've edited together here? I'm like, I'm maybe maybe I don't get the meme culture or whatever, but I'm trying to figure out what is funny. That's, like, generic, laughing, weird face guy. Like some well, and not every meme is a good that's meme. That's what I'm saying. Not every meme is a good meme. And I'm just like, it's it's like 50-50, if, if not like 60-40. Like 40 of them are good. It's like <laughs> most of them are just terrible. Because so I'm just like, I, I, don't, I do not know what's funny about this. So I guess what, really what I want to be the takeaway in that is for everybody out there that shares and likes the memes that Calder and I do create from time to time, 
We really appreciate that. I mean, some of our memes take like a grand total of like thirty seconds to. Oh create. yeah, it's, oh it's yeah. It's not like we expect a lot. To Sometimes come out of those it. are the best ones. It's like, oh, this is so obvious. Oh, let's do it. And like, <laughs> like that black R bolt again. Like that's just gold. Like, is it like the world's most creative thing in the world? Like, no. But it's hilarious because you're not expecting it. It's funny. Like that's why it gets you. It's like, oh, nice. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Well. If you do enjoy our memes, not just our memes, just any of the HeroClix content creators' memes out there, just just like them and move on. We all appreciate it. We like yeah. dopamine. Toss them a share, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We will move on in the podcast. And as always, this is the second episode of the month, which means that this is the Heroic Ranking Up ceremony. So let's jump into that. Hey, guess what? It turns out when you create Dial H for HeroClix custom dice, people want to jump on to your Patreon. <laughs> so, no way. No way. So three people actually are becoming citizens this month, and I'm really happy about that. The first person is going to be Peter Marshfield. So thank you very much, sir. You are now an official citizen of the Dial H podcast. The second person already had the rank, but here's your official ceremony. That is going to be Citizen Chris Kurtz. Heard his name a million times, finally has a title. And lastly, Taylor Ward. You are also a citizen of the Dial H for HeroClix podcast. We really appreciate everything that you guys do. Now, the next person that we need to talk about is someone that you guys already know. He's been on the podcast multiple times, and he also is a content creator. He's one of our patrons, and that is none other than Mr. ClixFlix, who is moving from the title of citizen to vigilante. So... Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for uh, being part of the community and supporting one of the content creators that you guys decided to like. We really do appreciate that. It helps keep the podcast around. Absolutely. Helps pay for for the podcast costs, for sure. For sure. Okay. Well, there's that. Uh, Paying for the podcast, buddy. Getting the people dice, buddy. Pumping out eps, buddy. Pumping out episodes every week, buddy. <laughs> oh, hey, actually, I do need to say this. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you have your heroic title and you have not received a set of dice, you need to reach out to us. Let us know uh, what your address is and stuff so we can send that to you. If you are going to be at Origins here this week, uh, just let us know, and we can I can hand them to you rather than paying for shipping costs because that's dumb. And you'll be able to use them at Origins since Calder and I will be there. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like I'd actually prefer Chris not to hand me my dice. I do not like being handed things. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man reference. Anyway, <laughs> okay, I don't think you're that rich. Put them on the put them on the table. No, no way. No, not with all of your hobbies that you have in the nope. money scene. <laughs> terrible idea. Having hobbies, personality, whatever you want to call it, terrible idea. All of it's bad. Okay. Well, let's jump into the community section then. There are dozens of us. As always, on Tuesdays, we put a Community Tuesdays question up on Twitter and on Facebook. This week's Community Tuesdays question, which, man, the Twitter army, where where were you guys this week? We just lost it. Slacking. We just lost it. We got destroyed. They did. The question is, what is the derpiest-looking Heroclix sculpt ever made? Calder, do you have an answer to that? There's so many. There's like a billion of them. Dude, but do you have an answer? It's a lot of bad ones. I, dude, I kind of don't. Like, there's, there are, there are a lot, and it's hard for me to like pinpoint. Like, wh- what is the sculpt that I played or sat down from? I'm just like, ah, I just don't want to look at it. Like, it's, there's very few. Probably my least favorite is the colossal Kamala Khan. She looks so awkward and weird to me. 
like with the the limbs. It's just like ugh, you. Who I made? Understand. Who decided to make that? <laughs> I honestly don't know if I have a specific one either. There are so many that I've seen over the years that I I think I tried to put it out of my mind. Honestly, it was like this is like nom flashbacks but for hero click oh my gosh <laughs> you're like, two you're totally like, comparable things <laughs> <laughs> all right i do apologize if i offended anybody out there in the seriousness of that joke but like there's up. some really bad hero click sculpts that were out there <laughs> basically anything that was made almost anything there's some good ones and i'm actually we're going to come up with it we're going to talk about some of the ones anything that was made pre the card era is in the in the running for worst sculpt ever. Oh made. yeah, oh yeah. So there's some there's some gems in there for sure that are great. They did a really good job on it, and it was like if they had a budget of ten dollars for sculpts, they spent nine dollars on like one sculpt and then one dollar on like seventy sculpts, and that's how it panned out. So I don't really have a particular answer for that one either. Why don't, why don't you start off on Facebook since you have, like, a thousand answers? Since I have a thousand answers, fine. I will do Sexy Ranch Chan 2.0, Chance McCall. This scarecrow is pretty rough. He's got bug eyes and a weak hi-fi pose, a real strange honcho. And most of these guys have pictures, which is really helpful. Oh, yeah, by the way, this will definitely be easier to follow along with the podcast if you can jump on the Facebook or Twitter and look at these as we go through them for sure um the newly anointed vigilante mr clicks flicks said this is one of my favorite answers actually already so he said brave in the bold set yes the whole set <laughs> i do okay so as a guy who bought way too much hero last year and had to sort through a million old sets brave in the brave in the bold and like mutations and monsters might have been the worst ones to like God, just go through. I'm like, oh, these are terrible. It looks so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Davis said, I am not derpily enough for your derpy club. She looks like she lives on Sesame Street, and it is a picture of Shadow Cat. And her eyes, dude, she straight up looks like a Muppet, dude. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like her face is a board, and they just put big red lips, huge eyes, and like these ginormous like eyebrows on her. It looks terrible. Uh, most of the sculpts from back then, because I think that they were hand-painted, the eyes are always pointing in two different directions. It doesn't even look close. Sometimes, and we'll get to that here in a second, there's a picture on Twitter, it perfectly points out exactly what I was about to say. Their eyes are not even in their yeah. eye sockets. They are like <laughs> like on their cheeks or their uh, eyebrow ridges. They're all over the place. Yeah. Citizen... Kurt, Chris Kurtz said Man Wolf from Earth X. Just a terrible looking click. And then Sexy Ranch in 2.0 said, There's a wolf in that suit? You learn something new every day. All right, all right. <laughs> You're going to catch some hands here, bud. Listen up. That's a great sculpt. First off, the body, the, the whole suit thing looks awesome. If you pop the helmet off, there's a really good looking, detailed uh, wolf mask in there. I, I can see why you think like the the head, the like, race car helmet, oblong looking thing looks weird. That's a good sculpt. Better watch your mouth. You better lock your door, buddy. Better lock your door. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeff Bozeman said literally any one of these four, and it is the four uh, infamous Lone Ranger set figures, the um, the red hussy lady, um, Johnny Depp, Army Hammer, and then the bad villain, whatever guy. They, they were pretty bad sculpts. 
uh, from the Lone Ranger set. I won't. I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. They clearly impacted the game when you don't know a single one of the character names. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that guy. He's the Lone Ranger. That guy's Tonto. Like <laughs> that's Johnny Depp. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, we have an answer from Loyal Miller. Said anyone in a suit with hands in pockets. It just looks bad. At least point. At least point to something. I like the sculpts where they look like they are fighting. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. This has been a thing ongoing, talking about sculpts in the game of Heroclix forever. Any sculpt where they're just not doing anything, where it just doesn't look dynamic at all, uh, those are not very well made. I'll, I'll agree. Drew Warren, coming up with not only a modern age sculpt on the list, but a sculpt from this very last set. He said the new Professor Bullcut Hulk. He's hating on Hulk, man. Hating on Hulk. <laughs> okay. We have an answer from Vigilante Collectible, who was on the last episode. If you want to hear his sexy voice, who, you can go listen that to that. That Collectible. <laughs> uh, he said, can I only pick one? And he did link, actually, some of uh, uh, the one, one of the characters that we were talking about on the last episode, because we were talking about sculpts back then, too. Um, but he took a picture of some of these really old hero clicks, uh, and, he's, uh, and he decided that... The ever-loving thing. It is one from Clobberin' Time, which I'm going to say I don't think is that bad of a sculpt, actually. But remember a minute ago when I was like, yeah, some of these eyes are not even, like, in their eye socket? Yeah. This picture of Puppet Master, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, that's rough, dude. Puppet Master. Oh, my gosh. All right, so. Sorry, I had to look at that thing. I had to see it. It's bad. Uh, Aries Edge said the DC 75th soups. Now, this is, uh, I like to call him low-T Superman because his shoulders are really slouched inward, and he just has his hands at his side. It is the most unenthusiastic, like, Superman sculpt in the entire, like, he's not flying. He's not punching. He's not holding anything. He's just standing there with his arms by his side. He's not even doing, like, a Superman pose where he's got his hands on his hips and doing the, the elbows flared out. He's just standing there. It's like, what are you doing? You just... You look bad, dude. Like so, that is a terrible. <laughs> that's a terrible sculpt. So I'll, not every, not every. Well, they make so many Superman. So I, I like to, I another name for that one is I don't feel so super, man. No, that's, that's one of my favorite names for it too. Okay, well we have an answer from super fan and superhero. Look at that little plastic superhero. He, he he linked the uh, Vartox, which I forgot Vartox existed. <laughs> wow. If you didn't know Bartox existed, you need to go type this in. That's V-A-R-T-O-X. Yeah, you need to see this. It's good stuff. Yeah. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. I just, I'm getting flashbacks how bad he is. Brett Bauer said Explosion Psylocke did not have a picture, though. So I don't know how terrible she looks, sadly. I don't remember which one that is. Is that the one? Uh, you answer yours. Let me try to find it here. Okay. Uh, we have an answer from Gaboon. Which, by the way, was the only answer that we got on Twitter that actually made me LOL. Yes, I said that out loud. Jeez. A laugh out loud. Terrible. Please stop. <laughs> it legitimately is the Namor, and I, I can't even remember which set this is, but Namor's like cresting out of the wave with this like weird faux hawk looking thing in the front and his arms are doing like the YMCA thing and it's so stupid looking. That's I the Avengers set anymore, dude. I oh yeah. I forgot this existed. I actually laughed at this. I was like, wow. Someone should feel bad for making this. I'm looking at this Psylocke. She is pretty bad. She's pretty lame. 
What's she look like? Which one uh, so she's, like, standing there. It's from the explosion set. She's just, like, standing there. She's in, like, this all weird blue costume. And her energy sword or whatever, it's, like, really close to her body. And it's just, like... Is it pointed straight down? It's pointed straight down, yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Bad. Yeah, that wasn't... She's also the... terrible. Like, so bad. Back in the day, she wasn't that bad. Oh, actually. no, for 29 points with, like, ESD and uh, enhancement, I can see why that could be good back then. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. Uh, let's check it out. We have James Atkins says the new super rare Superman from Rebirth. He's hating on Swole Superman. Uh, the new super rare Superman from Rebirth looks Swole pretty, Man. looks pretty Rebirth. derp proportionally. He's saying he's on that, he's on them sun rays. He's soaking up a little too much sun. Maybe he's got a little trend balloon or something going on there. That is, that is a, people that don't know that is a physical enhancing uh, drug. Anyways, <laughs> for those okay. not in the steroid world. All right. Why not do you know about that? Yeah, why? Hold on. Hold on. Is this uh, how you no, got so swole? Is this how we got America's butt? No, we're not we're not that swole. You can't you can't credit this as steroids. This is like eating bananas and like chicken. Like that's all it is, like steak and stuff. This is not oh, I just listened you, to a, a fitness podcast and they, they uh-huh, I'm like yeah, uh-huh. I never do drugs. I would never do that because it's illegal. So anyway, are we gonna go are we gonna work out in the Oh gym dude, I'm already I'm already planning to. I'm already I've, – I've got my protein powder packed for each day. Yeah. I, I didn't, uh, are we going to bring Heroclix to the gym to, like, stare at him while we pump so that – Don't. You don't you don't get pumped up uh, looking at Heroclix? I mean, I do. I'm going to – You take with me every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last answer I have on Twitter is from Tristan Campos said, Molly Hayes and Jigsaw are derpy. Oh, Jigsaw's so bad. I don't Side know. note. My Molly Hayes has a misprint name of another runaway character, so bonus points. That's funny. Also, in this particular picture, <laughs> imagine this. Oh, no. The Molly Hayes. His particular is this the Molly this is the Hayes. old one? Which Th- this Molly is the one with uh, both of her hands up and she's flexing. with the Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. In this particular one, not only is it a misprint of the name, all right, it is a Clara Prast dial or yeah. something. Is it the now the picture's cut off? You can't tell if it's like the wrong sculpt on the wrong dial or you can't whatever. That's not really important. Here's what is important about this derpiness: her eyeballs, they're the the appropriate space apart, but they are shifted over on the sculpt. Oh, so I see her, them now. I looked it up. Her left eyeball oh. is like almost directly over her nose. Yeah, I see it. That's bad. It looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's that's all I have on. Yeah, you know, the worst part is like that's a really good figure. Like Molly Hayes is like really good. Oh, geez, I saw the picture. You just linked the bar talks. That's so terrible. It's terrifying. I mean, can you imagine some? Could you see someone walking down the street in like a Bartox costume? I would throw up in my mouth probably. That would be pretty uh, scarring mentally. Uh, all right, Peter Zachary said, hands down, Critical Mass Umar, that guy. Uh, we have three more, so I'll just go ahead and say him. David J. Gaffney said, Donna Troy, she's handing out fist bumps all day. Yeah, she got a little sex. That, that's a pretty lame skull. And good old Kari Samson, he linked to this. I don't know what set this is from, but it's a Alan Scott Green Lantern, and he looks pretty bad. Nick Haverman then said, hands down, Mr. Hyde from Superior Foes of Spider-Man. He's pretty terrible. I will agree. That Alan Scott was mentioned on one of the worst sculpts ever. What's like on the, that few I... episodes ago when we were talking about the worst sculpts, that was definitely one of my options oh, as sweet. one of the worst sculpts. All right, you're out on Facebook? Dude, I'm out. We're out of okay. 5,000. As always, thank you everybody for the jumped on. Made us feel like we're a 
big community, even though the soundbite is literally there are dozens of us do- dozens. So accurate. There's like a dozen and a half of us <laughs> that jump on. Um, hey, but we yeah. really do. We do appreciate it. You're keeping this stuff alive. And uh, let's jump on to another segment, keeping this this community ever thriving. And that's going to be Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. Help you, I can. <clears throat> Take you to your destination, I will. He said, more prob control? Slap some theme team probs on there, but you can't use it to target yourself. And you can't use it if you've already used prob control this turn. How do you feel about it, Calder? I mean, uh, this is this is my favorite segment because we find out that Chris knows absolutely nothing about Heroclix every single time uh, John yeah, Legend says something, and accurate. and that's just the best. But no, I knew this. I knew this. <laughs> I knew this. It's funny. It's great. It's something to keep in mind. For sure. I always forget which order you can do. See, it. I always forget. Like he he doesn't know. Chris, what what is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I I love the game, but I don't get to play the game, so sometimes I forget things. And that's just how I roll. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's great. Dude, his his gif of, like, the warp dice, they're giving me a headache, though. They uh, they hurt to look at. They're really freaking out. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrifying. Okay. Well, no, it's, good tip. it's a good tip to keep in mind, though, for sure. I'll, for, I'll forget it, but I'm, I'm really bad at <laughs> this game. This Hopefully you guys won't, because I'm I'm positive you were better at this game than... Well, mo- most certainly called her. He sucks, but you're probably. Well, okay, now wait a second. How many state championships <laughs> do you have, Chris? Let's 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 say that, huh? All right. Oh, uh, I can't I can't hear you from winning two lock jaws last year at Origins. I'm so sorry. What? This guy. Whatever. <laughs> hey, how much are you gonna sell that Thanos for? I'm trying to get 300 right now, just like a straight sell. But uh, like no one's biting on it. I just I just want to sell it really quick for like quick cash. But I'm um, like I might trade because I still need three of the other chases. I need Red Skull and I need Kobik and Captain America. So I'll probably do a trade for those uh, as well as like Prime Falcon. Like if I can get like all those, which is pretty much about Thanos' cost anyways, I'll like for sure just do a straight trade for it too. Okay. Speaking of chases, did you see the picture I put out? Where I finally got my Chase Odin yeah, in the mail. I, saw I got three of the one million uh, BC Avengers. Shut up, Christian Bogan. I'm well aware there's not a Phoenix still. All right, super fan Christian. So <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we gotta figure out what we're gonna play. Because uh, you're gonna play one million BC uh, Avengers. I'll try to figure out either like a future kind of team or like uh-huh. USA team or like a passing. I can do Cowboys. Do Cowboy. No, they would get destroyed by the Avengers. Like I, I still don't have my hands on the Star Brand. I know you said you pulled. The I pulled that Black, Black Panther, Panther, so I'm gonna. I'm not gonna sell them. I, I want to make sure you get to use them first. Okay, so there's that. Now we just need to lock down a star brand. Now, Stop. speaking of uh, the Black Panther set, this is just some words of wisdom or advice. You completely unsolicited. If you guys want to take this forward, I, I please, if you would. Uh, I kind of monitor prices when stuff comes out, just because I'm interested in that kind of thing, and I just want to point something out about the game of HeroClix. The day before the release of Black Panther. The Chase Black Panther was going for $95. The day that it came out was also still going for $95. The It was like three days later, it's already down to $80. The Star brand started out in that same scenario at $65, and it's already down to $45. And you're talking about almost 33% drop in value 
and it's been less than a week. So maybe don't buy individual pieces the second they hit the market because if you can just be patient for a week, even just a week, these prices, they drop so steadily. So maybe just take that into account when you go to buy a bunch of like individuals. Now, if you're, it's different when you go and buy cases, you know, like a case, oh, yeah. it, it retains the value. You go buy a brick, a brick's probably going to be the same price for a, a pretty long time. And especially if it's a really popular set, then it will stay the same price for longer. That's different. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about individual pieces, especially when we're talking about Chase Thanos. I know we talked about this on the podcast before. It was going for like $600. But do you see how quickly it has dropped in price from $600? Now, with that in mind, please buy mine for $300 <laughs> shipped uh, in the continental U.S. I will get it to you if you want to support the podcast. All of that is just going to help for Origins, guys. Just saying. Just saying. Um, <coughs> just railroading your sale of Thanos. Yes, what? guy. Like, come on, man. Forget everything I just said. Buy that Thanos. We need to support the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Where's the podcast pride? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I bought a uh, podcast pride uh, on our Red Buff Bubble, which is still active. You can go on there and buy mugs and stuff. I bought a shirt, yeah. so I'm hoping that I, I get it in time for Origins. Oh. I really like um, baseball tees. Oh, right So, on. yeah, it's a baseball tee dial H shirt that I'm really looking forward to rock, and I can't wait to, like, walk in and then watch the WizKids representatives – see the shirt and go i hate that guy <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. i feel like that's probably a thing uh if you are going to be at origins and you want to hook up with calder and i uh for going out to eat or playing clicks uh, pl whatever playing clicks let us know. We would be more than willing to super, make that happen. Super easy to find. Look for the guy in the cowboy hat who he'll be standing next to, like, basically a midget. Like, Chris is just so short, so it's fine. I'm, like, four foot two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why they let me in the Army. I'm pretty sure I don't. Do you, you'd be great in the Air Force. Like, I know you're going for Army, but, like, you'd be great in the Air Force. You'd fit in any little cockpit they put you in. And you'd just be like, look at him go. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure that is still actually below the stint. Like, there's a minimum requirement. Oh, I'm man. pretty sure that there's a minimum. You can't touch the pedal. Barely hit Whatever it. the throttle. Barely hit. Barely hit. Well, thank okay, you moving so much, on. anyways. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, we don't have any birthdays of this. No week, birthdays. So. Yeah, no birthdays. So no one was they... born in the week who plays Heroclix. Uh, I know. Yeah. But if you would like to give a shout out to somebody on the podcast and you know their birthday is coming up. You want them to start listening to the podcast? What better way to get them to start listening to Dilation? Get them a shout-out on the podcast. They get to sit, hear that sexy, happy Arabian voice. Give us an excuse to play it, guys. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's really what it's that's about, it is. is just playing that sound bite. But moving past that, we have questions from Malcolm Rush, so let's get into a Malcolm Rush question block. <laughs> Calder, you have the list. Let's I do have the list. Barrel through these guys. I also have a list. No. All right. So Malcolm Rush says, let's talk about unique figures, silver rain characters. So we're going to start with the best, worst, and personal favorite uniques. What you got? Uniques. All right. Well, 
best I'm, I'm gonna rattle through a couple of them that have especially hit the meta over the years recent meta over the years um I, I don't there's a lot of stuff that's been unique that has been in the meta since even back when i first started playing so some of these will you will certainly recognize devil dinosaur oh, sure. spiral phantom x bizarro green arrow mr mitzelplick and by the way, if you didn't notice or know this, you can actually there is a setting on HC Realms. It took me a minute to find it, but you can set it to just find unique figures. So it was really easy. I didn't even know that you could do that until today. Um, and then this one I put in there literally just so I could say this: number fifty penguin. You'll never take me alive, Batman! This guy. Uh, okay. Uh, I think uh, I put in for like probably one of the best is. Um, what's this bucket? Ha 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 Joker uh, is really good. Um, for me personally, one of my favorite uniques, not a favorite, but this is one of the better ones I always like to play is the zombie team base. It's unique. It's, it's a really, really, really good unique. Um, and you want to talk about like the worst. What's the worst, Chris? We're just t- garbage ones. Well, if, okay, so the definition of unique basically just means that it, it has the silver ring and back before chases, they're all of the what were chases back in the day, they were just called unique and they had the silver ring. So all of those old sets are all full of unique pieces before they took the idea and started putting on them on random figures throughout like the commons and commons and rare slots. So pretty much anything before cards were made is a unique and it's pretty much garbage now. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, I did a card unique, and it's Goliath, the ABS chase. He's so bad, not just compared to his other chases, but just as a figure in in just as existing. The Hawkeye Clinton Barton Goliath is bad. He's garbage. It's terrible. Terrible unique. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Personal favorite unique, Chris. One of my – I have a lot of them, but I'm just going to narrow it down to one for time's sake, and that is going to be – Booker and Liz from the uh, Bioshock set. Oh, nice. I, I love that figure. I know it's overcosted now, but I've had so many fun games with that figure. Uh, click number two. Anytime in the game of Hero Clicks where you can just divvy out free, unavoidable damage without having to roll is like the greatest thing for people like me who have really bad luck. So, awesome. <laughs> I just always had a really good time with that particular piece. Right on. Uh, I chose the con exclusive Gwenpool and then the Deadpool and the X Force Howard the Duck. Those are two of my favorite uniques. Uh, they're just fun to play for sure. Next up, number two. In your opinion, which hero clicks that is unique uh, that should not have been a unique in the first place? So it's like I don't I don't see the great upside of playing multiples of X figure. Like why were they unique? Is basically my thinking on this question. My answer to that is going to be the. The uh, seasonal toy soldier hero click. You brat bastard. It, is that what is that what you picked? No, I just like him a lot. I actually looked at him. No. I said he's perfect. He's perfect. No, he is. I know he's a generic, but he spits out more, Chris. He does his but thing. But they're wooden soldiers, and it's not even the same thing as the toy soldier. Like I'm like, why? Why? I want to be able to play multiple toy, actual toy soldier figures on the same map. And they're just like you're just moving them like what two squares at a time? Yeah, pretty much like side steps. steps. From... That would be awesome. Maybe an additional answer to that, for a completely different reason, would be the abominable snowman seasonal click. And the reason why is because everyone and their mom had like three of those. 
So it shouldn't be unique because there's no way, there's like no way to to get rid of them. Like I don't have one. So if you give me the one your mom has, please. All right, I will trade <laughs> you that for Chase Black Panther. Oh, that's right. so. You funny. heard it here. That's so. <laughs> All right, what's what's yours? Oh, mine, Miss America. Like she pops out the portals and stuff and all that jazz, but it, like it's not that like unique what she does. She just just charged super strength. That's really all she is. Uh, I don't feel like she should have been unique at all, honestly. Okay. Uh, next up, a figure that should be unique but wasn't. You know, I don't know if I have an answer for that particular one. What's yours? Uh, so I kind of do. I feel like. Pretty much all of the LEs from the Civil War storyline, organized play, should have been unique. Uh, the Namor, you know, he sitting on Big Throne should have been unique. The Captain America and Iron Man fighting each other should have been unique. I kind of feel that way a lot of the stuff. Maybe not like Captain Marvel or like Night Nurse, sure, that Punisher, sure. Um, and I'm not just going to it because I clicked on it. I actually do think this set, like like Captain Iron America, he should have been unique. Like, come on. Um, but a figure that isn't unique who really should have been just because of how many are played on a swarm is this 150 or 50 point uh headmaster wolverine from xxs so should have been unique uh just when you see how many people play a swarm of him it's just uh, it's painful he should have been unique i i do not like sitting across from that many wolverines oh you know what i was a figure or a couple figures that i really did not enjoy playing against multiple of them oh what's up when Weasel and Blind Al were a thing in the meta. I, I specifically owned, like, three Weasels just because I'm like, why not? If I'm going to have one Weasel, play three Weasels. And I always played – if I ever had a Weasel on the team, it was, like, three Weasels. Like, I, yeah. I loved having Weasel. He's, the stat boosts are dumb, which is why oh, you know, I like – Another one. Yeah, uh, was it Was it Clarion? No. What was the hypersonic pulse wave figure that was super <sighs> annoying and people were putting, like, three of them on a, on a team? I can't remember what the name of it was. Oh, was that like Riptide? He was not hypersonic, I guess. Not Riptide. It was a DC figure for sure. I just can't remember what the name of it is. Yeah, you said I don't know. That was Um, annoying, though. Yeah. I don't think I ever played against a character like that. I don't know. Uh, Best and worst sculptures for uniques. Where's some bad? Uh, Let's do best first. What's like the best unique sculpt? I have three of them. Because I couldn't choose, but I was trying to really like be pro DC this week. So one of them's not DC, but the other two are. Uh, mentioned it before. It is the action pack Hellboy with the sword. I I just love that freaking sculpt. It's awesome. The other two, uh, one is from the Justice League set. Yes, the Justice League set from way back in the day. I think probably I ran across this and I thought it was so cool because I just recently watched the Death of Superman. And I was looking at Doomsday Hero Clicks, but uh, number 54, Doomsday, is the one where he's holding Superman's ripped cape in his hand. And I was like, man, that is so cool. And then also, that has got to be one of the earliest pieces with a stop click ever. He's got two oh, yeah, yeah. on there. And I do not recall, I'm probably wrong about this, but I do not recall a piece prior to that that has stop clicks. So. That was pretty cool. And then lastly, because what an absolute unit. Oh, no. Here we go. Go. Call her do this right now. Okay. Go to, go to hyper time. All right. I want this genuine I'm reaction getting there. from you. I'm getting there. Give me a second. All right. I'm on hyper time. Number 126. 126. Here we go. The Joker. We're scrolling. We're scrolling. We're getting there. I see him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> he's awesome. So he's got two guns in his hand, and both of them have the little bang signs coming out of them because he's Joker. And I was like, what an, what an alpha. Like, he just walks into the room, and he's like, I don't even need real guns. Bang, bang. I was like, that's awesome. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Uh, one of my favorite unique sculpts is Colonel Stars and Stripes um, from the Kick-Ass 2 set. Excuse me. Uh, he had um, his little Eisenhower he could pop off, and he was kind of walking on some, like, rubble or whatever. So I always liked that sculpt. Uh, Shout-out to Dust for being a really cool, unique sculpt as well. Uh, she was great. Least favorite unique sculpts. Ooh. I hated playing against... Well, maybe it's not really the sculpt. I think I just have a bitter taste in my mouth about... Just hates this figure. Z yeah, it's this zombie skull. The, the, uh, z not the skull. Uh, Super Skrull? Thank you. That one. That, I hate, uh, I hate. You know, I hate that. What I don't figure. like about that sculpt is that it's he's using Reed's power for his feet, so he looks super weird. That's yeah, like his weird, that's like feet true. power. Um, he was actually gonna be the zombie team base, but basically, you're playing the zombie team base, you're playing him anyways. So, okay, right on. Uh, my least favorite sculpts. There's two. Uh, Perry White from BBS. Uh, he looks really lame. He's got his hands in his pockets. He's like wearing a big like whatever, blazer sort of thing. He looks dumb. Uh, and then Worm is just a gross sculpt to look at. I do not like Worm. He is from Shredder's Return. Just, ugh. Ew, you. Gross. <laughs> I remember there being something that I really hated from the, invent not Invincible Iron Man, the Iron Man 3 set. I'm going to see if I can pull it up real quick. But... So you can hate on Iron Man 3. It's one of my favorite sets of all time, just because it uh, got me into Heroclix. It was at a Shopco. People might not know what a Shopco is. Um, but it was basically, it got the Target, like, CTDs. Like, they were also at Shopco's, which is great. And I pulled my first chase from that, and that was the unique Iron Man and War Machine, one of my favorite figures oh. ever. Yeah, so you're totally right. Um, it's not something I hated from that set. It's something I love. That's, that figure is awesome. Dude, it's so good. I really do. I love that figure. I really do. All right, so now we're into the more uh, interesting question. So which is better to play? This is kind of subjective. Uh, unique characters, title characters, or primes. So they don't take each other's spots. So I can have a unique character, a title, and a prime figure on the same team. Now, primes and titles work different than uniques, where you can only have one title character, you can only have one prime. A unique is you can only have one of that character. You can still have multiple uniques on your team, as long as they aren't also, like, whatever, 103 Catwoman, you know? Um, so he's kind of asking, like, what do you kind of like more? Do you like primes, uniques, title characters, et cetera, et cetera? So I feel like the my answer is going to be prime characters, or I'm sorry, that's a lot. Title characters, I like them minus every single one of them has a downfall that really nerfs every single one of them into the ground a little bit when they, they're supposed to be so much cooler than what they are, and they just end up not being as good as what you want them to be because of the negatives. But with the title character, you are – you're. You're changing the way that you play the game. Oh, yeah. Really? Because when you, you throw out your title character, you are very closely paying attention to where your placement on the character is. And do you really want to push and take pushing damage? Because you know what happens if that character dies. It alters the game itself drastically. What doesn't really change the game that drastically are uniques or primes in my head. Now, there's individual uniques and primes 
that have drastically changed how the game. Like, if I throw down Prime Nighthawk, it changes how you play the game. Oh, for sure. For sure. But it doesn't really alter my tactics that much or anything like that other than to lock you down in that particular example. So I like playing title characters because it forces me to play a whole lot differently than primes or uniques do. That's more of just a restriction on what you can put on the table. Right. Uh, I'm going to say arguably better is primes. Primes have arguably been a better thing to have on your team than any one certain unique or title character. Uh, Primes have been around not longer than uniques, but they have been around longer than title characters, uh, just in the meta alone. WizKid, he gives you plus one stats when attacking, no defense, right? Like, he's a great Prime for 25 points. If I have WizKid on the team, though, I can't have Brood X Prime to take out Colossals in a modern-style game. Like, Primes are... They're pretty huge. You know, this new Prime Falcon is really stupid, dummy good. Um, the 30-point option for the Prime Yelena Belova is honestly really solid. So Primes, I feel like, have definitely more of an impact on the game. I personally, I like title characters. I'm in the same boat as Chris. Um, I like their unique play style. I, if you know me, I love high-risk, high-reward. That gets my blood going every time. I'm like, yeah, they die. My whole team gets Battle Fury. But what if they don't? And I just, you know, do all sorts of cool stuff. You know, that's what it is. So I really like title characters for sure. Um, and then okay. number six, the very last question is, any fun unique that you like to play? Just uh, remember, for a fun game. So this is purely for the joy of playing uh, a certain unique character. What you got, man? I, I have one. It's on the vein of something I mentioned earlier when we are talking about Bioshock, and that's going to be Slate. Oh, yeah. I, I love that figure. I love it. It's not the greatest, but it does something so incredibly unique in the game, which is like this weird directionalized pulse wave that you can do, and it is just so funny when you play against people that have never played against a slate, and they're and they're like, okay, what are you going to do? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to barrier and then pulse wave from this barrier square over here, and they're like, what? <laughs> like, Yep. What's a Bioshock? Is that the guy with the drill arm and bowl head? Like, no, no, it's different. It's different. Nailed it. Same um, exact guy. Uh, um, my, I, I got two. It's funny you bring that up stuff. because because I definitely don't force jokes into this podcast at all. But the first Bioshock game is if you paid attention to the storyline, it's almost exactly the storyline of Ghost Dad. No, it's not. Shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> did i have you there but they go like, fall into the water and they get like no shut up be quiet <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer though slate's legit awesome Jeez. i really like that figure uh, i have two i love swarm i why i wish he was protected pulse wave so bad uh because i want to put him on so many teams i freaking i freaking love swarm i love him. bees man he makes bee tokens he's so cool Takes one damage, supersession super shape change. I love Swarm. He's awesome. Uh, next up is Muhammad Ali. It's really cool. He's one of the few, like, real person, like, characters we've gotten in the set. And this is, I would say, arguably the only real person, like, character in the set who has abilities based on what they could really, like, actually do in real life. Like, as awesome as, like, the Stanley, Joss Whedon, whatever set was, they all had, like, 
big abilities that kind of made him like something else. The Stanley was probably the closest one to what he did in real life. Um, but this Muhammad Ali is really solid. He's a bruiser. He's awesome. Uh, I just like it. I like kind of classic, iconic character, you know, well, people. I mean, he's not a character. He's a person. Uh, so I really like this Muhammad Ali. I think he's really cool. I'm really happy that he was made into the game of Hero Clicks for sure. Okay. And that is Malcolm Rush. And then he says, I hope you have a unique day. Bad pun. I know. I love it. But I'm fun. So. And that's the it. Absolute that's unit. The, the absolute unit. <laughs> okay. Well, I think, uh, yeah, we're running out of things in the community section. Other than this, this is the Hold like one of the coolest things that has is come from the community in a minute, and that is I got to give total credit out to this. We're gonna launch this here in just a little bit, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be out before this podcast is actually out. Um, last week we put a call or I put a call out to one of you guys in the community that was willing to create a Dial H home base initiative map, and uh, Citizen Kirby Ronnie took it upon himself to do so, and it looks awesome. It looks so fantastic, and I, we're gonna put uh, the picture up here so you guys can see like what is claimed inside on on the world. And we just highly uh, suggest, not suggest, but would appreciate if you have a venue that you attend and it is in a state or a country that is not claimed for Dial H, just let us know uh, who you are and where it is. And you can claim that as uh, put, putting your flag in the ground. And we can fill in one more state or one more country on this awesome map that Citizen Kirby Ronnie created. It looks legit awesome, and I'm going to put that out here in like an hour maybe. Right on, dude. It is seriously really cool work. I really like it a lot. Like, I never expected anyone to like do that, and it's, it looks awesome. It looks really great. I love it. This is the kind of stuff that I, I really love from the community. Is like you get – out of this podcast kind of what like what you put into it and knowing that we have so many people out there that are willing to jump on the community tuesday's questions and send us question blocks and and make memes for us and make maps for us and stuff like that as all part of the dial age community is just fantastic it's really wholesome it's awesome man it's so awesome so that's it I think Bro, that's, that's it. End, that's it. Uh, Origins coming up. We're going to get this uploaded on, uh, uh, what, Monday, Tuesday, tonight, man. Tonight. And then we're taking off. Yeah. I do, do we want to – Do we want? I mean, we haven't talked about this, so this oh, is up? like cold reading. But cold re- um, are we going to do anything while we're at Origins? Yeah, man, let's do it. Podcast? Let's do it, man. And, and maybe possibly upload stuff. I don't know. Let's maybe see. we will. I mean, we got to go to that that press thing that we, you know, we did last year. Get bad pictures of Tricep now again. Like, let's do it. Let's do and it. Then they'll, and then they'll tell us that. Don't they worry. Will, uh, we'll release a better version of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they never do. And then they never do. So if there's anything that you would like me to approach a WizKids staff and ask. Chris will do it. He, he'll, just, he'll just do it. It's awesome. I, I'll do it again. I walked right up to their. Uh, you know what? Go back to last year's episode of Origins. Listen to that if you don't believe me. Let me know how you feel. If you have questions, let us know before we go to Origins. We'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. <laughs> I am not opposed to confrontation. <laughs> no, no, he's not. It's awesome. It's great. But, no, yeah, absolutely. Whoever, like, runs in, like, once again, like, you should be able to – pretty easy to see us. I got a cowboy hat on. There are not a lot of people down in Columbus that I have a cowboy hat on. Except for that one guy. He was, like, really confrontational about it. I'm like, no, chill out, man. 
It's not. He's like, it's not a thing. What are you doing? Just, Only I get to work. I'm not appropriating your culture. It's, it's something I do. Uh, it's <laughs> my job. So let's chill out. <laughs> you know. Oh, so that okay. was that right. was fun. That was great. That guy's great. What a great guy. Um. So yeah, let's get excited. Gonna go to Origin. Seriously, stop and say hi. Play some games. If we end up playing a battle royale, like one time I was playing a battle royale of any, it's like, hey, I'll listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, nice. And I, it was like I just got finished. Like, <laughs> like destroying like three or like whatever his figures i'm like i'm i'm sorry i guess i'm sorry not sorry man I'm, i didn't mean to didn't mean to make that happen uh-huh that so was that's what we call a humble brag or maybe not, not really, really a humble brag <laughs> i was like ah, oh, well i wish you would have told me that sooner i wouldn't have necessarily gone after you I that doesn't mean pretend to be on like oh i guess if you're hearing this you are listening to the podcast or whatever what Calder is saying is if you if you play against us at Origins, if you just say, I listen to your podcast, he will go easy. I will instantly lose things. the game and give you whatever. No. <laughs> I mean, you bought like 17 cases. Do you need any more? 17 cases. Come on, man. You know how many of those AIM soldiers I need? I need enough to like make a legitimate American flag out of all of them. I need so many of those red, white, and blue AIM soldiers. You have no idea. That's awesome. It's going to be cool. Right. But yeah, <laughs> I think that's where we need to leave it. An American flag out of AIM soldiers. Well, if you would like to jump on to the Facebook, just search Dial H for Hero Clicks on Facebook. We are getting real close. I think we're only 10 away from 800 likes. 800. We're almost there, man. So close. We're almost there. So tell tell uh, the people that don't even listen to the podcast to like our page. They might actually, if nothing else, you might get updated news about what's coming that out. That is true. And try to, you yeah, might I want know. to know that. Uh, you get to see random live unboxings like when Calder does them, like he did this week, yeah. which was a thing. Probably going to do one on Monday, whenever my uh, last brick comes in. So we'll All see. Right. And if not, if you're not into Facebook, maybe you're into Twitter, you can follow us at Dial H for Hero Clicks. That is the number four. You can send us an email, Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. And I'm out. I'm out. Thank you, ladies. Fantastic. Now, if you want to support the podcast and you want to know where I get all my awesome cases and bricks and whatnot from, I get them from CoolStuffInc.com. As a reminder, Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. We can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com and use code DIAL5 for 5% off your order. Bye, guys. Happy trails. My, 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 my stuff.